1: to a world of hurt.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And uh, I, I so appreciate all of you joining us. And I get to work with this great team. That's producer Steve Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy day after Sunday, day before Tuesday, producer Steve.
2: Magnificent Monday, we call it.
1: (laughs) I like your attitude. We've got a great show planned for you today. In studio with me is two of my favorite people, and that is Brad Beck and he is a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters. Great to have you here. Good to see you, Kim. It's a great day in Colorado. And uh, our president of uh, Liberty Toastmasters, Denver, and that is Rick Rome.
3: Kim, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure to come in on Toastmasters yeah. Day.
1: So you're going to be here for both hours. Yeah, looking so forward to it. this going to be it. very interesting. We're going to talk about your, uh, 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 let's see, we're calling them essays now, your essay that we'll roll out this next weekend in the newsletter. of It doesn't have to be that complicated.
4: Yeah, it's amazing how we complicate our lives and how we getting tangled up in webs, and I just had this epiphany when I was out of town and just came back from the uh, the uh, lower state of Colorado, which is now California.
1: <laughs> I, it seems like we're talking about it. It's like a race to the bottom here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, 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 the Gazette had, a editorial board did something about after, uh, just kind of going through where we are here in Colorado, after... Uh, Uh, Polis invited Disney to come to uh, Colorado, and uh, we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about that. But uh, Rick Rome, it's great to have you here as well.
3: Yeah, it's great to be here, Kim. Like I say, it's always a, a joy to be here on Toastmaster Day and articulate the ideas about free speech and free expression and the exchange of ideas.
1: Yes, and the subject. And we actually moved the Toastmasters into the second hour because I've learned that there are People that get up earlier and people that get up later. And so we thought that we would see how this would work in the second hour as well and get some get some voices on that. So let's go ahead and go through things here. Check out my website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at our upcoming essays as well as our most recent uh, op-eds. And podcasts, excuse me, essays. Here we go. And, and our most recent essays and then our most recent podcasts as well. Rick Turnquest was our guest on Friday, and he has written an essay on Earth Day. And uh, it has been a robust discussion on Facebook um, from both sides of the aisle on that. So that's a really excellent uh, essay. And thank you to all of you who support us. You can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well. Let's go ahead and uh, go through, first of all, let's get to our quote for today. The subject for our Liberty Toastmasters is peace through strength and how national defense and foreign policy plays a role in the preservation of a free society. And so I found this quote from Joseph Story, and he was born in 1779, he died in 1845, He was a lawyer, jurist, and prolific writer of legal uh, treatises, and was one of the most renowned constitutional scholars in American history, and arguably the greatest scholar ever ever to serve on the Supreme Court. His court opinions and his writings reveal his perspective on First Amendment issues. He said this, It is important also to consider that the surest means of avoiding war is to be prepared for it in peace. Again, it is important also to consider that the surest means of avoiding war is to be prepared for it in peace. Rick, what do you think of that?
3: I think that there's a lot of ways to be prepared for war, and there's a lot of different kinds of strength. And if you're going to it from a perspective of a moral fortitude or a calling that's part of our human condition, I think that's the first step in being strong so that we can be prepared for the evils that are in the world.
1: Okay. Brad, how about
4: you? Well, history has shown us that if you're not prepared, you're always trying to get caught up. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that our military is strong, but also balance that with being sure that we're spending our money wisely, mm-hmm. not on crazy projects, not on doing things that are, you know, $500 hammer. So it's a balance. We need to be prepared. We need to be uh, on the vanguard of many of the things. I don't think we have to be exploratory in a lot of issues, too, of going overseas and expanding our influence unnecessarily. I think you show it by example.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Producer Steve, what do you think?
4: Well,
2: obviously, when you look at the uh, years that he lived his life, he didn't know the term that would he, we would eventually come to know, Cold War. But it, was, it seemed to be those words, those thoughts seemed to be the foundation for the Cold War.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And then also what we see right now with uh, the Biden administration, which is weakening our military. And once that occurs, we've seen with Trump, uh, we appeared very strong. And so the bad actors seem to be behaving themselves. And um, what it's just taken 15 months. Uh, Actually, Kevin Sorbo, I used this in one of the copies for this week, uh, one of the days. But he said it only took... 15 months to go from build back better to food shortages it's only taken 15 months here to see China and North Korea so look at Ukraine and Russia Iran. Uh, Iran, it's Iran. it's really unbelievable and once bad actors sense weakness and that's even in the the uh, the nature once they they mm-hmm. see and uh, notice that there's weakness they start to pounce Rick
3: there is a lot of weakness out there right now that that we're projecting as a country and i think part of that weakness comes from greed part of that weakness comes from a, a lack of ability to be transparent about what we're doing as, as a country and what what our president's been doing on the sidelines in secret meetings with china
5: mm-hmm.
3: russia iran it's a point of concern that i think as a as a people, We have an opportunity to fix it, but it's going to take courage on our part, and it's going to take us standing up and saying the right things and doing the right things in order to propagate that strength as a nation.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Brad?
4: Well, and I agree. The, The one thing that the country or the government should do on a national level is protect our rights, property rights, individual rights. And so in order to do that, we have to have a strong military. And when we have a porous border... Uh, that's a problem, because we don't know who's coming in. And so you don't have sovereignty if you have a open border going back and forth. Now I'll amend that by saying, look, I believe in the freedom of people to egress from country to country, but do it legally, mm-hmm. and do it fairly, and don't jump ahead of anybody else. Uh, except for humanitarian instances, which are few and far between. I don't think we need to have the um, the Biden administration letting everybody and anybody who wants to come in walk across that border, especially when we have a welfare state.
1: Right, it doesn't match up. Uh, If people want to come here... For free stuff, or if they want to hurt us, then we shouldn't be letting them in. Absolutely. And this porous border, and, and the Biden administration is talking about what, getting rid of uh, something 45, whatever that is. Yes, Title, yeah. title 42. Title 45.
4: 42.
2: 42. 42. Yeah.
1: And um, I, I guess I was,
4: okay, 42. 45 was his president. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I,
1: it was Title 42. And the amount of people that will come across the border. I, I was thinking, and I, I don't know my history like I should, but the Trojan horse, hmm. where didn't they bring that in? And they were able then to get behind the border and basically invade and take over you know, that particular city. Here, we're just letting everybody in. It's unbelievable to me, Rick.
3: Well, and the thing that I find most striking about it is it's not our policies that are setting border admissions. It's the drug cartels. And they're setting those admissions on the basis of who they can traffic across the border for the sex trade, for the drug trades. Uh it's, it's a distraction so that they can basically bring in as much fentanyl as they want to bring in that's being, frankly, supplied by China. I think that there's deeper things at work than just doing the humanitarian thing to, to open our borders to people, because the people that are being open to, it's, it's being controlled by bad actors.
1: Well, and it's not compassionate when we think about, you just mentioned mm-hmm. human trafficking uh, coming across the border. You know, what, what's happening to these children? that are i mean it's it's really a tragic thing so as you know we search for truth and clarity on this show by looking at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom and it's not compassionate to take other people's rights their property their freedom or their livelihood via force whether with a weapon policy unpredictable and excessive taxation fear coercion government induced inflation and then the davos globalist elites vision on how we should live our lives so um I, let's go to our how are we doing on time let's go to our bill of the day and you guys are going to love this one the bill of the day where does patty have that i have the list right here okay there we go bill of the day is house bill twenty two thirteen fifty one, 1351 and it's temporarily reduced road user charges it's um Concerning a reduction in the total amount of road user charges to be imposed during state fiscal years 2022 and 23 and 2023 24, and in connection therewith, temporarily reducing gas prices and making an appropriation. Now, Senate Bill 21 260 created a phased in road usage fees on gasoline and diesel that increased from two cents per gallon for state fiscal year 2022 to 23 when they are first imposed to eight cents per gallon. Uh, by 2028, 29, uh, to 31, 32, and thereafter, continue to increase to account for inflation. Just think about that. Ooh. Ah. Okay. And uh, so, anyway, this bill uh, will delay the in- initial imposi- imposition of the road usage fees. And uh, so, basically, the bottom line is, is this legislature put in fees, not taxes. So we didn't, we could not vote on it which is going to increase gas prices, and now they are going to uh, temporarily reduce those until after election time. What do you think about that, Brad?
4: Well, I think it's typical of what politicians tend to do, to say, see what I did, I lowered taxes, and then smoke and mirrors, election happens, and then they reinstate them.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, this goes back to what I wrote about in, or started to write about in my mm-hmm. little uh, summary, the essay there, on things don't have to be so complicated. Why are they doing this? at a time when people see right through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not stupid. And when you start lowering before an election, and especially this far out, people start to say, well... (laughs) We see what you're doing, Mm -hmm. at least the ones that are paying attention. There's a lot of people that aren't paying attention, and they're not going to notice a couple cents. But over time, and especially with inflation creeping up as it is, I think it's in double digits in a lot of areas. I mean, my wife's complaining all all the time about (laughs) how much things are now at the grocery store. You see it at the gas pump. You see it when you purchase any household good. It's amazing, and the shortages are there, and everything goes back to our, our reliance on fossil fuels. And we need them. We need more of them because we're not going to transition into the, quote, green energy overnight. It just can't happen.
1: Well, and the idea that we are shutting down, and Steve, uh, we were talking about this the other day, and we had had someone on from Excel. The idea that we are going to shut down a coal-fired plant, but don't, we don't really have anything to replace all of that energy, it's madness. And uh, I really wish that Excel, and and she said this, that this is not really going to work. But I wish Excel, I wish these power companies were out there, instead of acquiescing to these policies, that they would say, this is not going to work. This is going to hurt Coloradans. This is... This is not, just not going to work. Uh, Rick Rome, your final thought before we go to break.
3: The first thing I think of every time I hear new tax is their fiduciary responsibility. And we hear that an awful lot in investing, and we treat our personal investments that way, but we don't hold our, our elected officials accountable to that same standard. What are they actually doing with the money? And we see, you know, you know I, I love CDOT, they, they do what they can but it is a machine and they waste a lot of money on things that are unnecessary such as their mustang line from fort collins to colorado springs with three riders you know it's it's unbelievable to me that we don't hold them accountable for the monies that they're responsible for and the, the their obligation to the public interest
1: you bring up a point okay <laughs> makes me think about rtd the, what kind of a footprint is it when you are running empty trains all day long? Or I, I can't tell you how many times I see those accordion buses go around the corner with maybe one person on them. What kind of a carbon footprint is that? Steve, your final thought before we go to break.
2: You know, I'm going to become like Lauren Levy. I have multiple final <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> but... I don't know. Maybe part of the deal is that RTD and, by extension, government tries to be everything to everybody. That's causing a lot of this empty train, empty bus syndrome. Uh, There are other factors that are present, and they don't seem to be willing to really take a look at it.
1: Well, this. Okay, we're going to go to break, and we'll continue the conversation. Uh, Before we do that, though, Hooters Restaurants is a great sponsor of both the shows. They got a great special at eleven dollar. Hamburgers, um, Monday through Friday, it's their Hooters Burger Special. And they have their Mushroom Swiss Burger, a Bacon Blue Burger, Southwest Burger, Western Burger, Mac and Cheese Burger, and a Cali Burger. And uh, all those, you get those with a side of curly fries, and that's Monday through Friday, $11 all day long. Uh, Rick Rome's in studio, as well as Brad Beck. We'll be right back.
7: All of Kim's sponsors are an in inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of The Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, talking about RTD, empty buses, empty trains, energy, this is really part of the vision of the Davos elites of how we regular people are supposed to live our lives. And they are doing everything they can to take away our freedom of mobility. And Helen Raleigh, uh, our good friend, uh, and she immigrated from China, has said that a free society is uh, a mobile society. People can go where they want to, when they want to. A non-free society is that you go where the elites tell you can, you can go when you can do that. And in fact, I need to mention that um, Helen Raleigh and I are doing our media training workshop this Saturday. Uh, It is 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And uh, Helen was just on Newsmax. She's on national news on a regular basis. And uh, the investment's $129.99. You can register at my website and would highly recommend that, as well as I'm going to quick... Well, we'll talk a lot about Liberty Toastmasters, but I would so highly recommend that people also start to to use that. The the left has something called Emerge, and it's a program they put women through to get them elected. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all kinds of people have supported that, and they've been successful. We, as free market capitalists, have all different kinds of ways that we need to do to go to work to prepare ourselves to run for office and communicate. Uh, One of these things is our media workshop Another thing, Brad Beck, is Liberty Toastmasters. And I went down and testified at the Capitol last week regarding this terrible, terrible election bill, which centralizes power, of the power of our elections, all within the Secretary of State's office. We have three minutes. And uh, that's why this Liberty Toastmasters table topics that we do on the show is so important. Because you can say a lot in three minutes or you can say a little in three minutes. That's why Liberty Toastmasters is so important, Brad.
4: Well, clarity and being cogent are extremely powerful. If you think back to Abraham Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address, under three minutes, we remember that. We don't remember ever, ever the keynote speaker of the day who was Mm -hmm. giving the Gettysburg Address, the dedication to the uh, fallen there at Gettysburg we don't remember his 50 pages of diatribe in almost two hours Mm -hmm. we remember about two minutes and 15 seconds Mm -hmm. and it's emblazoned on the Lincoln Memorial we know those words at least we used to in Mm -hmm. our schooling so in Toastmasters we practice table topics that's a great opportunity to share an idea in a quick little compact story that gets people to think stop and say, oh, I've never thought of it that Mm -hmm. way. And that's huge through uh, your own personal experiences and your opportunity to get people to go, yeah, I I, I can see that point of view. What happens often is people who are running for office or engaged in public policy, they'll get their signs, they'll get their literature, they'll get everything they need except their message. Mm -hmm. They wait to the last moment, and then often I'll get a phone call or Rick or somebody in Toastmasters in a leadership uh, position, and people say, well, I hear you help people speak in public. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, when are you going to be mm-hmm. announcing your your campaign? Oh, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. There's not much you can do in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It takes time, as you well know, mm-hmm. over time. Now, in a condensed time frame, you can get a lot of good information, what you're doing with Helen or any other program that teaches the skill set. But over time, just like anything else, it's like going to, to the gym. You get better as you progress day by day by day, and so that's what we do in Toastmasters. Right.
1: And Rick Rome, if you going to the gym, if you don't use muscles, then uh, they they are not toned and ready to to you know to, to act. And that's why, as Brad mentioned, it's not just once in a while. That I, that's why these meetings, the Liberty Toastmasters meetings, and we love guests, are so important.
3: Well, and the beautiful thing about a Toastmasters program is you can try new things, and it gives you the opportunity to practice. Uh, for me, it's not just about the words anymore, and one of the things I'm practicing is to be able to articulate a message that conveys the feeling, that conveys the passion, that conveys the desire and the frustration in a way that brings that experience together so that that two minutes and 40 seconds that we have to express our thoughts and ideas is done so in a meaningful and clear way.
1: Mm-hmm. And the timing is so important. Uh, I recently gave the m- the most important one minute speech of my life, and that was I made the nomination, or did the nomination for Tina Peters for Colorado Secretary of State, down at the GOP assembly. And I had things in my mind that I wanted to say, but um, there the the um, kind of the campaign manager said these are certain things that we want to make sure is there. And and I've learned that. You always have to honor if I'm moderating or if I'm emceeing, I am there to do what they want me to do. And so I'd written down my notes, and I ended up going just a little bit over because of applause. You forget about that. But she had a certain amount of time, and it was important for me to do my job within the time frame as well. And I had had just a really interesting experience last week on timing. Uh, uh, Dr. Jill Vecchi and I went down to the Hillsdale Leadership Conference down in Colorado Springs. And Laura Logan was one of the speakers. And she came out, and she was fantastic. I thought, oh, this is great. But she went over time. And I, le- and I learned the hard way because I did that once. I had a great story that I wanted to tell. But I went over time. And there is this written, kind of unwritten rule between the audience and the speaker that they are going to stay within that time frame. And because she went so, so far over, it really took away f- from her message, Brad.
4: Always. And that's one of the things you learn in Toastmasters by practicing the ideas of either in table topics or as a moderator for a panel Mm -hmm. or to introduce people you understand it's not about you it's about the audience and connecting with the audience and giving the audience the opportunity to hear the other speakers it's why we dress up when we go to a conference or why we gather together and we wear a suit and tie or a Mm -hmm. nice dress it's to honor somebody else it's not about the individual Mm -hmm. who's giving the presentation it's about giving the ideas information and the opportunities to others to be on the spotlight, not you.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And
4: so, important lessons to learn.
1: It is, and uh, again, timing is just so important, Rick Rome. And uh, and with Laura, this is the the um, the moderator had stepped forward. That's kind of the message. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I know I'm getting the hook," and then she talked for ten more minutes. And it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs>
3: Not a very effective hook, but, you know, the opposite is also true. Uh, if you do, if you go up and are unprepared and un, unable to speak for the time or to present that time that the audience expects, it's also a disservice because it demonstrates that you're either not coherent in your message or you're not able to show that respect to the audience mm-hmm. that you, that says that you can understand what it is mm-hmm. I have to say. Because it really is about service.
1: Yeah, it is. I would so highly recommend that anyone that is running for office or considering running for office uh, attend liberty toastmasters as well as uh, i would highly recommend our media training workshop uh, that helen and i are doing this saturday i had mentioned rtd and then kind of gotten off over on this but this great reset in fact oh tonight uh, dr jill and i are going to be up in loveland and uh, I'll make some comments regarding the GOP Assembly. And Dr. Jill has been doing a lot of research on the Great Reset. And uh, let's see. I know that Yvonne will call. I uh, and We'll the get the information life, for you. I think up in yeah, yeah, it is. And so that will start at about 545 this evening. But this Great Reset is the policies that we are seeing play out now. When they said uh, their agenda was by 2030 we would owe nothing. I thought, how are they going to do that? I realize it's through taxation and inflation, and we are living through that right now. But uh, I'm going to have Jay Davidson on later on in the week, and uh, Victor Davis Hanson has has said that um, the American people may reset the Great Reset. Uh, Brad, what do you think? Well,
4: you know, Victor Davis Hanson has studied history from the early Greeks and the Romans, and there's a cycle there's a pattern that happens and if we're not paying attention you see what happens in 15 months with our current administration to where things are happening you thought how the heck you know we were paying two dollars for a gallon of gas and now we're paying in California where I just came back from almost seven dollars oh it's my ridiculous gosh. I mean and it's bumper to bumper traffic. So it doesn't make sense, and you're trying to make sense out of hotels that are going through the roof and food that's going out through the roof and all these amusement amusement parks that are full, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So there is something happening. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what it is, but I'm trying to see the dots, where they connect, and it always connects back to somebody's doing something and the dollars associated with it.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Rick? Grandma got through the Great Depression by knowing how to do stuff and having a local supply chain. It's (laughs) it's that simple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The True that, true that. Okay, let's go to break. We're going to continue the conversation with Brad Beck and Rick Rome. It doesn't have to be that complicated. It seems pretty complicated. Stay tuned.
8: If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516.
9: Medical freedom and personal choice are both sacred to comprehensive, patient-first health care. At Roots Medical, our providers honor those rights diligently in every appointment. Located in Denver Tech Center, Roots Medical is a functional primary care clinic with specialties in hormones, thyroid, gut health, detox, and COVID recovery. Establishing care with us is just a text message away, 303-569-6794. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. Roots Medical is a proud member of Colorado Health Care Providers for Freedom.
2: You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M O N S O (laughs) N.com.
1: Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at our most uh, recent essays and podcasts. You can email me at Kim at com. And thank you to all of you who support us. And you just heard the spot for a new sponsor, and that is Roots Medical. And uh, they are... Uh, a part of the Colorado Health Care Providers uh, for Freedom, and I'm so excited to have them as new sponsors, so welcome. In studio with me is Brad Beck, co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, and Rick Rome. He is president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. In the second hour, we'll have our fellow Liberty Toastmasters calling in to talk about peace through strength. Let's start with complicated. Uh, Brad Beck will be rolling out your essay this week in the newsletter of it doesn't have to be that complicated. What made you come up with that?
4: Well, it's interesting, Kim. I was, as I mentioned earlier, in Southern California on business. And over the weekend, I had flown my wife out for the holiday. And just uh, every morning, we got up and started walking with my daughter and her fiancé and my wife. And we went over to another neighborhood, and there was a street light. So we stopped. But everybody stopped way behind the curb. And so I walked up to the curb, and being the action-oriented person I am, I said, uh, you know, uh, uh, an idea without action is just a dream. And my daughter kind of rolled her eyes and said, Dad, it doesn't have to be that complicated. We're just walking. (laughs) And, of course, we all laughed. And and it got me thinking, though. We overcomplicate things to the nth degree. We're always putting more on things than we really need to have. And that old principle of uh, KISS keep it simple, stupid, Mm -hmm. which an engineer by the name of Kelly Johnson started uh, in the Navy. And the idea was, here is an aircraft that we're trying to keep in the air, keep uh, flying. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be maintained during war, when there's a battle going on, and anybody can do it with the parts and tools that are available that's where the genesis of this idea of KISS came from and I started thinking about that and, and how we live our lives and you know every app and we're so tied to the news and beeps and alerts and all those things that come up across and we don't turn them off because we want to be informed, we want to be mm-hmm. in the know and then I started thinking about all the laws that are passed day in and day out all the mandates, everything that happens to us in the guise of well, we're trying to make things easier. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're making them more complicated. And by making these laws that are voluminous, in Federalist 62, James Madison said, if the electorate doesn't know what the laws are, I mean, they, they shouldn't even be written down, because nobody will understand them, nobody will follow them. And it's a great opportunity for enforcement on something you didn't even know existed. So I started thinking about how we are mandated to death. We are executive ordered to death. We have so many things that are put upon us. And you get to the point where you just say, hey, keep, keep doing these laws because uh, I'm just going to ignore them anyways. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking, well, then what should a legislator do if they're going to come up and write a law? Well, shouldn't there be some kind of sunset at a certain period of time? And I'm not an expert on that. But if it's a good idea, shouldn't we be able to let people know that, hey, there's a idea that I want to put to the forefront. It's going to either protect rights or it's going to better people's lives in a way that doesn't cost a electorate any more money than today. And perhaps people would be willing to pay for something, but let them know about what that is. A cost is. And so I look at the prism of uh, who pays, who benefits, who decides, and what's fair. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. It may be too simplistic because we've gotten overcomplicated. But if you look at the Federal Registry right now, back in the 1930s, I think there was less than 10,000 pages of laws and Um, Regulations. Regulations that came through, which when you think that word regulation, it's the abdication from an elected official to a regulatory agency, which is extra uh, constitutional and probably illegal. Um, Then you start thinking about today when there are probably hundreds of thousands of pages written by lawyers that nobody understands and you need a lawyer to understand from a lawyer, which another lawyer will argue with.
1: It's, it's, a, it's a Gordian knot. It is a Gordian knot. What do you think, Rick?
3: I've been a practicing engineer for a lot of years, and one of the first things that they taught me was identify the problem and do nothing as an option. Uh, that, and those really are the two fundamental principles in keeping things as simple as possible, and there's a certain elegance and simplicity. I have a lot of clients with a lot of vision. You mentioned bringing vision to flourishing and, and taking action, and that's what my clients do, by and large. That's the nature of their business. It's the nature of who they are and how they're making money. And I, a lot of times I've had to tell them things like, uh, I can solve any problem, I can make anything happen, how much are you willing to spend on it? Mm-hmm. Because there is a truth to that. and. Generally, what we'll find is that the simplest solution is generally the best, because to Brad's point earlier, people figure things out for themselves. And if you make it simple for them, they'll find out.
1: You know, Rick, one of the things that I have found frustrating and uh, is it, and my kids were coming home from school, this idea of either um, abundance or of of, of scarcity and it seems like many of the PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, are always looking at scarcity. And so therefore, for example, water in Colorado, it, it's, it certainly is an issue. I really think that if we engineers, smart people, if we really went to work on it, we could solve that problem. But if we have people that don't really want to solve that problem, they want to have all these different meetings and stakeholders and you know all of that and do nothing but they they maintain their power if they don't solve the problem
3: you're absolutely right on that and you hit on a topic that i absolutely love as an engineer because water rights in colorado really are what drives the state quite frankly that is the the blue gold or the blue oil in this mm-hmm. world and uh, there are opportunities if we could say for instance let farmers lease their water to to cities during drought periods where they don't have to adjudicate it and permanently assign it for a municipality. That would be a solution that would let us preserve the abundance that we have in this state of water without creating scarcity when we have times of Mm -hmm. drought. You know, People forget Colorado is one of, I think it's two states that do not have water that contributes to it. We are the source, Hawaii's the Mm -hmm. other one. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, our water is the snowpack Mm -hmm. and, and any water that we're sending downstream either through legislation with Nebraska, Kansas, California, all suing us for the water that we supply, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a certain responsibility that the state legislature has to preserve that resource for Colorado's use Mm -hmm. first.
1: Well, environmentalists, though, have been in the way of building reservoirs, which Mm -hmm. in times of abundance of water would be very helpful. And so the policies... Really, the 90s, as I, I look back after the big meeting in Rio de Janeiro in 92, I think it is, regarding Agenda 21, all of those policies have been with the idea of making things more and more scarce. And another another example is, remember back in the 80s when they said that we're going to run out of fossil fuels?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, well, mankind, they put their thinking caps on, and they came up with hydraulic fracturing. And, of course, the environment went and, – and the elitists went crazy because if we have abundant, reliable, efficient, and, mm-hmm. and affordable energy, then everyday people can control their lives instead of the elites, Brad.
4: Well, human ingenuity and technology can solve a lot of problems. And so I'm here in the studio, and we're looking at the sunrise and the beautiful Rockies outside the studio windows, and there is a lot of snow in the in our hills. Yet there's not enough storage space for water. Mm-hmm. And the question is why? Going back to your comment about the environmental uh, lobbies who won't build or let us build more storage in those times when we need it. And so the water goes down to uh, other states through rivers and and uh, And they systems, need it too. And they need it too. Mm-hmm. And, and they have rights mm-hmm. as well. And. There's a solution here, but there are so many people standing in the way that have ulterior motives. Exactly, And I think we have to shine a light on those people and say, why are you stopping this? Mm-hmm. You know, is it for human flourishing or is it for some critter that doesn't exist really? Or some critter that is really in abundance, but they're making it seem like it, it, it's on the endangered uh, species list. And Greg Walcher, who has taught at the leadership program the Rockies and uh, was uh, uh, in the Owens administration here in Colorado, uh, has a great book called Smoking Them Out. And he talks about these ideas when you go to the environmental lobby and say, okay, this certain fish is on the endangered species list. Let's figure out a way to increase that fish. And once we do, can we get them off the environmental list? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can be good stewards. Or Uh endangered list. yes. And we are the stewards of the conservation movement Mm -hmm. on the right, and yet we abdicate to the left who are the noisy people who are making all the news about the Green New Deal. Well, who started the conservation and the environmental movement? It was people on the right. It was during the Roosevelt administration, Theodore Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's up on uh, Mount Rushmore Mm -hmm. for conserving our resources. And when you look at what a resource is, it's just raw materials that are inert. They have no value until man gets involved and turns them into something of use, Mm -hmm. something of substance. And so we can take the lead on these things, but we have to be wise and have simple solutions that people understand and say, yeah, that makes sense. And when somebody that comes from a lobby of quote the environmental uh, side of things, we can say, no, that that doesn't work because it impedes human flourishing. And we should be about flourishing of human humankind and people and those who have the opportunity to flourish through our ingenuity.
1: Mm-hmm. Brad, it seems like this uh, agenda that we are seeing play out right now regarding this is man-made inflation. This is, this is government-induced inflation by this administration. And it, the, it's clearly antithetical to human flourishing when you're increasing the cost of living so much. And yeah. uh, it's, it's really kind of hard to believe, Rick Rome, that we would have people that are supposed to be our representatives actually putting in policies that hurt everyday people.
3: You know, I have to think about Jimmy Carter and how elated he must be to not be the worst president (laughs) in his lifetime. And it's not as though we haven't gone down this road before. And I remember talking to to my mother about this, as a matter of fact, when we started down this inflationary path. And, you know, we asked her, how did we do it? How did you get through all this? And the answer is you live with less. And that's just the nature of what this kind of an inflationary process does. So it, it takes those times of abundance and creates times of scarcity. We need to learn how to preserve in times of abundance.
1: We do. So let's go to break. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, a uh, nonprofit that I am just really honored to be partnering with is the USMC Memorial Foundation. And uh, Paula Sarles and their whole team are uh, raising money to remodel the USMC Memorial um out in Golden, Colorado at 6th and Colfax. And one of the ways that they're raising money is uh, they're going to have five different walkways, and you can buy a brick to honor your, uh, your loved one. Um, and and there, certainly uh, if they were a Marine, but also there will be a walkway for other branches of service as well. And so be sure and check out their website. Mother's Day is coming up, Father's Day, birthdays. It is a wonderful gift. And you can get more information at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. That's usmcmemorialfoundation.org. We'll be right back with Rick Rome and Brad Beck.
10: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com.
11: Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
1: Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to each and every one of you Who support us? I greatly appreciate it. In studio with me is Rick Rome. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver, and Brad Beck, who is a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters. And uh, boy, I tell you, it goes fast here. We we, having two hours now with you guys here. I think we need three. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple of things though before we get into um, more conversation, I saw yesterday that. Dennis Gallagher died, and uh, I interviewed him and had several different conversations with him um, as we were seeing uh, this uh, uh, issue that was on the ballot to get rid of the Gallagher Amendment. And Dennis Gallagher, he, it's named for him, and he and some other legislators, he was a Democrat, um, were concerned about skyrocketing uh Uh, Property taxes, and hence the Gallagher Amendment was passed to try to keep our residential property taxes in check. And in 2020, there was a ballot uh, question that got rid of it. And guess what? Our taxes are going up significantly. But I had some really great conversations with him. On the show and also off the show. And if you go to my website, you can uh, just put in, do a search for his name, and you'll find the interviews that I did with him. But I I really had a lot of respect for him. And I think that he was uh, a a representative of the people. He really really cared about the people, Um, Brad Beck. Well,
4: it just goes to show you can work with people. It doesn't matter what's at the end of their name, a D and R and L. It's really about ideas. And if the idea makes sense, I don't care where it comes Mm -hmm. from. As long as people understand what the idea is in simple language Mm -hmm. and then people can get to the polls and vote yay or nay. And again, it goes back to doesn't have to be that complicated. Um, I didn't know Gallagher, but uh, everything I've read about a lot of the things was he's one of those blue dog Democrats mm-hmm. from the old school, and things got done. It's like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. having a scotch at the end of the day and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, buddy, uh, mm-hmm. you know we need to work these things out uh, for the betterment of the people." That's why we we're elected.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what What's your thoughts on this?
3: So I'm I'm pretty familiar with Gallagher Amendment, and it had some public funding problems with it, mm-hmm. quite frankly, and, and part of the reason is because it put restrictions on public funding. Uh, but the other thing about it is it goes back to Brad's point about keeping it simple. It was an overcomplicated piece of legislation that was difficult to explain, difficult to articulate, and therefore difficult to implement.
1: On the Gallagher Amendment? On the Gallagher Amendment. Okay. Uh, but it did... It did help keep residential property taxes, yeah. Yeah. And um, if we had representatives that did not look at government as the entity that they were working for, but they realized that they were actually representatives Mm -hmm. of the people, we would not need these kinds of things. And you mentioned blue dog Democrats. Um, I wonder how they feel right now with the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party. When I look at what's going on down at the state house here in Colorado, and uh, I think we've got, let's see, it's the 11th, so maybe about two and a half more weeks. Uh, and I understand that there is some terrible stuff that's coming down the pike here. They norm, It's not been pretty so far, but there's a lot of bad stuff out there. And when I look at these people, I've been down to testify at hearings on, or make public comments several times. I look at at some of these um, Democrats they look they act like they will never lose another election and I think that that's why this whole election integrity thing is so important here in Colorado and uh, that's why these Mesa County reports coming out of Mesa County uh, the voting systems is so important and with what we've seen with Tina Peters I um, she ran for office because she wanted to reduce wait times in the motor vehicle department. And here, uh, here she's at the center of many of these election integrity questions. And it just is of great concern. I want to jump over here, though, to the Gazette has written an editorial. It says, uh, Disney, meet the wokest, wackiest state of them all. It says, hey, Disney, bring children to Colorado where they can play in the country's most drug-friendly state. Create a mountain Disneyland in the nation's fentanyl overdose hub. Come to a state with pot dispensaries that outnumber Starbucks stores by more than 800. Uh, Colorado veritably decriminalized large amounts of fentanyl in 2019 and saw a 600% increase in children killed by the drug in the next two years. Great place for a children's paradise. Attract children to a state governed by criminal justice reformers who care more about criminals than the children they hurt and kill. Bring family-friendly friend, enchantment where we allow abortions during labor and delivery and possibly beyond. Boy, they pretty well nailed it, Rick. <laughs>
3: you know, there was a time when Disney did have that moniker of family. And that goes back to this whole topic we're talking about today is peace through strength. And one of those sources of strength is family. That that. Relationship that we have with our parents and our siblings and our extended family is one of our greatest sources of strength and one of the few things that we have in this world that's worth, you know, quite frankly, protecting stuff is stuff that mm-hmm. can go away. But family is vital to our existence as a, mm-hmm. as a people.
1: Mm-hmm. And their their woke policies have, uh, really have been an assault mm-hmm. on the family. Brad Beck, I find it interesting that DeSantis in the Florida legislature has um, revoked this very favorable status that Disney World had. And uh, I think note to self is instead of government picking winners and losers, if Disney was able to thrive and prosper because they had less rules and regulations and could govern themselves, then maybe that might be better across the spectrum. Maybe they should reduce rules and regulations and... Special status across the board. What do you think? Isn't that
4: interesting how things turn back on people who want to control our lives? As I understand it from the perspective of history, that Disney was given a special um, legislative ability to rule itself. And it's fire, it's law, it's, you know, every aspect of the area. And it basically rules its own little fiefdom in uh, in florida and that's one of the reasons why it was attracted to that area they started buying up uh, land way before anybody knew disney was coming there and when they finally announced that we're going to have a disney world uh, everybody was kind of shocked because they had different shell corporations to buy the land and one of the things that the florida legislature did was to give them this ability and it goes back to what you have always said, is no special deals for special interests. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we all be, if we're all going to be equal, if we're going to have equity, why is this major corporation getting a special deal when there's all these other entities, small businesses that have been in that area for years mm-hmm. getting nothing? I'm not saying give them something. What I'm saying is why did they give the big corporation such a sweet deal to run themselves? Now, when AOC and others are saying tax the rich... Oh, boy, guess what? The Disney Corporation is going to be taxed in a different way now for those mm-hmm. services that they were providing for themselves. I don't know if it's better, but, again, here comes this equity idea right back on those who are saying tax the rich. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And uh, I, I'm wondering how Polis is going to handle it if uh, Disney World came to Colorado uh, and, um, you know, sometimes it gets down to zero. And, and how are we going to have all that wind and solar power that's going to keep people warm when they're at Disney World in Colorado in December?
4: I think uh, our governor is smoking some of the stuff he was talking about, <laughs> those dispensaries, because it's not going to happen. In fact, I think Disney at one point had an amusement facility here. It was talking about doing one, and it just it couldn't happen because of the weather.
1: Right. And so I guess we also need to think about it, Rick Rome, if it would not be um, advantageous for Disney World to be here in the middle of December because it's so cold. I think that our representatives should be actually putting forth policies regarding our energy. That would be affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant so that everyday people would also have the right kind of power in the middle of the winter.
3: Yeah, the thing about it is it's not about the policy. It's about the optics with these clowns. And (laughs) as much as I hate to say it, it it has nothing to do with what makes sense and is reasonable and reliable for what the people of the state need. It's all about presenting an optic. So when it comes down to the bugs and bunnies that we were talking about with water resources, hey, we have to support the bugs and bunnies. We have to do something that's optically friendly to protect an owl, even though we have acres and acres of beetle kill forest burning. Uh, it, these are policies that don't make sense, and these are things that are openly don't make sense. It's dramatically in, in contravention to, to what is common in, in this you know commonsensical thought process. Uh, d- does it make sense for to have a Super Bowl here in the winter? No. Does it make sense to have Disneyland here when we know that our amusement parks shut down in the winter?
1: No. No, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to go to. Well, we're just about done with our first hour. In our second hour, we'll be talking with many of our fellow Liberty Toastmasters regarding their thoughts on peace through strength. Um, Brad Beck, why don't you just button this up? On it doesn't have to be that complicated. We have about a minute.
4: Well, if you look at things from a a very simplistic way and then build it back up, I think people could get it. But if you start out complicated to start, people glaze over and they're not paying attention. They said, yeah, you know, politics is that way. Mm-hmm. And so people don't pay attention to who's running for office, what's going on. I'm reminded of the whole Hunter Biden story. Nobody knew what was going on. Now, all of a sudden, the mainstream media is bringing it to the forefront and they a lot of people are saying if I had known. And so things get complicated, people don't pay attention. If we can simplify, if we can get our message out there that says, look, there's an opportunity to understand something from a very simple standpoint, I think people will agree and and get into uh, the habit of, of looking and seeking for those ideas that are more simple to understand.
1: Well, and we really need to demand that from our representatives. Uh, I think it's by design that they're making things so complicated. Our quote for the end of the day is from Joseph Story. He said, "Republics, Republics are created by the virtue, public spirit, and intelligence of the citizens they fall when the wise are banished from the public councils because they dare to be honest and the profligate are rewarded because they flatter the people in order to betray them so my friends today be grateful read great books think good thoughts listen to beautiful music communicate and listen well live honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like superman stand for truth justice and the american way my friends you are not alone god bless you and god bless america
0: Or is it for us? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get first look at our most recent essays as well as our most recent podcast. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this time in history. And, Producer Steve, when you and I do our pre-call and just look at what is happening out there in the landscape, We realize that we are, at this point in history, we were made for this moment, and sometimes you and I have to convince each other of that. (laughs) Yes.
2: Uh, as I was talking with our two guests here in the studio this morning saying, you know, we tend sometimes on the weekend to maybe pull back a little bit just to you have to. Yeah. And then come Monday morning, you got to get back into it. And it can, it's like a brick in the <laughs> middle of the face.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. And here in Colorado, we are at the tip of the spear. Uh, but we've got this great team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And we work really hard to help bring clarity to this. Uh, Brad Beck, it's great to have you in studio. You're co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, uh, and both uh, North and Denver. And uh, the piece that you're doing on, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's pretty complicated in many ways here in Colorado right now.
4: It is. And if we can get our ideas across in a clear and easy-to-understand way, and by practicing our oral communication With people in a safe environment that they're able to try things and it's okay to fail we're so adverse to failure and failure is a wonderful teacher and especially when you have people who are dedicated to helping you improve and toastmasters we do that
1: well and rick rome it's been just amazing to see many of our our members and we've become friends as well we don't always agree on everything but uh, and that doesn't happen during the Toastmasters meeting. It's the lunch after, which I, th- I think, is very founding fatherish because <laughs> we'll, it can be very robust. But we really want to help each other become better.
3: The the real power, I think, for me in this Toastmasters club and and other Toastmasters clubs in general, it's. It's about this mutual level of support that you develop in these types of arrangements because public speaking is a challenge. I know a lot of people are scared to death of it, and they just can't do it. And we've had some of our members step up and and are learning. And these can be life-changing events for many of these people where they're finding confidence that they never knew they had. They're finding a way to articulate a vision that they never had the ability to articulate before. It impacts them in their careers. It impacts them in in their activism. It impacts them in their family. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, we love to have guests Uh, and uh, celebrity Toastmasters Denver meets the first and third Saturdays of each month, and Liberty Toastmasters North meets the second and fourth Saturdays of each month, and we love to have guests. If you're considering running for office or helping somebody run for office or want to become a better communicator as you engage with friends and family and colleagues, uh, I highly recommend this investment in yourself. It really is an investment in yourself. Uh, Bradbeck,
4: It is. And when people get the opportunity to stand up and face that fear of public speaking, and day by day, because we meet twice a, a month, mm-hmm. but it, you should practice on your own, and as you're writing your speech, and... God knows my wife knows every speech I've ever done because I practiced in front of her when I was starting out. And I still do it to this day. And I know when she looks up from washing the dishes or cooking, I've got something that she's paying attention to. (laughs) Normally, her head's down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to my wife who's probably Mm -hmm. listening. But what's wonderful about Toastmasters, it's an opportunity for people to improve and use that improvement in their daily lives, as Rick mentioned, mm-hmm. whether it's for their professional or personal. But if we can get out there and help people articulate ideas, and that's the difference with our club is we theme mm-hmm. each one of our meetings around individual rights, the proper role of government, and how to be active and engaged mm-hmm. citizens, all based on our founding mm-hmm. documents.
1: And Liberty Toastmasters North has a celebration coming up, right?
4: Yes, we're going to be 10 years old in uh, Ju- well, in May officially, That's awesome. but June. And uh, we're 12 years old in Denver. And when, we- when this whole thing started, it was an idea with a group of people from the leadership program, the Rockies, who wanted to get better at this idea that we have during lunch called Speak Out. When you're asked a question and you give an answer, a response based on principle and you get pushed back and you have to think on your feet. And it's just like table topics. And when it started, I was uh, that was my challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you uh, graduate from the leadership program, the Rockies, as you know, our mm-hmm. friend Shari Williams will say, well, what are you going to do? And mm-hmm. uh, my wife said, well, we're not running for public office. And I agreed. <laughs> and, uh, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, why don't we start this Toastmasters with a theme and blend the classic structure of Toastmasters with the timeless principles. And lo and behold, I had friends in the leadership program of the Rockies who said, yeah, that's a great idea. And we all gathered. And in two meetings, we chartered the first club in Aurora. And uh, it's been fun ever since. We've had some clubs start and stop. And Mm -hmm. but the two that are still strong are the Longmont and the Denver clubs And They've been going strong without me, which is even better mm-hmm. because <laughs> I, I don't want to be in charge of them. Right. Uh, I had that role. But it was a great experience in the beginning, and it continues on mm-hmm. because we bring in new people who are attracted to the idea but also want to get better communication.
1: Yes. And uh, so we'll be talking with our colleagues here in just a moment. I did want to give us the quote for today, and it's Joseph's Story. And he was born in 1779, died in 1845. He was a lawyer, jurist, and prolific writer of legal treatises, was one of the most renowned constitutional scholars in American history and arguably the greatest scholar ever to serve on the Supreme Court. His court opinions and his writings reveal his perspective on First Amendment issues. And he said it is important also to consider that the surest means of avoiding war is to be prepared for it in peace. And so we'll be talking about peace through strength here in just a moment with many of our colleagues. A couple of things I did want to mention. Uh, Dennis Gallagher, former state legislator, I think he was a Denver auditor as well, uh, he passed on. He was the uh, one of the authors of the Gallagher Amendment, which was... It was complicated, but it was uh, the idea was to keep residential property taxes low because in California, people were getting taxed out of their homes. Uh, that actually was repealed in 2020, and, and we'll talk more about that. But I did several different interviews with him, and he was a blue dog Democrat. Uh, he was, a, I think, a, represent, a representative of the people. And uh, so rest in peace, uh, Dennis Gallagher. Uh, Two other things, Helen Raleigh and I are hosting our um, media training workshop this Saturday, 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And uh, whether or not you're running for office, helping somebody run for office, you want to be a better communicator uh, with just your friends, family, and colleagues, highly recommend it. We'd love to have you join us. Seating is limited. You can register at Kim Munson. That's .dot com. And then also a... um, uh, something that's just near and dear to my heart is, is the USMC Memorial Foundation is remodeling the memorial out at Colfax and 6th Avenue, raising money to do that. And one of the ways just that you can help with that, you can donate, obviously, or you can buy a brick for one of their walkways. And I uh, would highly recommend that. Mother's Day, Father's Day is coming up. You can honor your loved one. Uh, so we are going to go to break. In studio with me is Rick Rome. And and he is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. And Brad Beck, who is a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, we have a robust schedule here. And so we'll be back in just a moment.
2: m-o-n-s-o-n dot com
1: welcome back to the kim munson show i'm kim munson be sure and check out our website that's kim munson m-o-n-s-o-n dot com sign up for our weekly newsletter there and you can email me at kim at kim Munson.com as well and thank you to all of you who support us we're an in- independent voice we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom if something's a good idea you shouldn't have to force people to do that And in studio with me is Brad Beck, co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, and Rick Rome, who is president of our Denver Club. And uh, let's jump into this. Our subject for our Liberty Toastmasters is uh, Peace Through Strength, and uh, here we go. Peace Through Strength, How National Defense and Foreign Policy Plays a Role in the Preservation of a Free Society so Rick Rome why don't where do we want to start
3: well let's go ahead and start with Jeffrey Reeves one of our uh, you know one of the wonderful things about being on radio it's about clarity of thought and clarity of voice so Jeffrey what are your thoughts on uh, peace through strength
12: well first of all good morning all uh, I'm, a, I'm a history major uh, in my undergraduate years which was before most of you guys were born and, <laughs> yeah. Uh I remember clearly studying the uh, the, uh, the Second World War and Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. if you've ever read it. It's a great big fat book. And there's a gentleman in there named Neville Chamberlain who was the Prime Minister uh, for Britain pre-war before Churchill. And Neville Chamberlain thought Adolf Hitler was a wonderful man because he loved the opera. And he thought we should all negotiated with Mr. Hitler uh, and uh, through negotiation and concession and being nice guys that that would solve the problem. Uh, Doesn't work. Never worked. Never will work. When you're raising children, training a dog, running a company, uh, when you're doing anything that where you're in the leadership position when Rick, you're the president of our chapter and Brad is the uh, president of the, I guess, or is the co-founder of both the Liberty Justice Dunder and the one up north. In a leadership position, you, you have to lead. You have to, you have to take the resources that you have and use them effectively to achieve a goal and you can't negotiate your way into uh, managing anything. But most especially, following the the, the lead of Ronald Reagan, who came up with with the same piece of strength, you can't control the despots, the murderers, the crazy people, the Putins, the Hitlers, The uh, Stalins, you can't contain these people with negotiation, with conversation, with the fact that they love opera. You have to bend by the throat and get rid of them. You have to leave. So those are my thoughts on
4: these two strengths.
1: Well, Jeffrey Reeves, thank you so much.
4: My pleasure. Well, our next uh, individual who's with us from Liberty Toastmasters in Denver is the awesome Anthony Hartsook. Anthony, are you on the line? I am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. What are your thoughts?
13: Well, i like to, uh, you know, everyone thinks traditionally of strength through peace as related to foreign policy. And, of course, we have a long list of that from the Cold War, NATO, China, etc. And there's been numerous foreign policy failures recently but I propose that we examine something closer to home. We must consider the importance of truth and character that starts with the families and communities. Kids develop self-confidence and their moral character through truth and competition. Communities that are built on truth and respect have better business and education opportunities. In turn, this will build strong families that build strong communities, which also build strong nations. Conversely, government control, weak laws, failure of truth and sentencing, create environments where crime and brutality are inflicted upon the vulnerable, the young and the old. That's here locally, and that's internationally. Colorado is now number one in auto thefts. We have a huge increase in fentanyl trafficking and deaths, and human trafficking has increased and disrupted communities. So when you look at this, we need strong families and communities to ensure public safety. We need parental involvement and choice to ensure truth in their kids' education. we also need strong and secure small businesses to ensure they can provide their goods and services to the public. That strength will grow across communities, states, and nations. Therefore, by seeking truth and justice with strong families, we ensure peace and strength, not only here locally and statewide, but also nationally and internationally.
1: Anthony that makes a lot of sense and you are doing something in your life to make a difference. What's going on?
13: Yeah, like you had alluded to earlier some of us are running Brad was talking about it. I am a candidate for the Colorado House District 44 running on some of these values I just mentioned, but, but other things of just, you know, community service, my military background, working in the business world. We need to ensure truth and what's going on at these basic levels here at the community and state level. And right now, we haven't had that for the last four years, so we're looking to change that.
1: How can people get more information about you, Anthony?
13: My website is anthonyhartzook.com. That's anthonyhartzook, H-A-R-T-S-O-O-K dot com.
1: Okay, and uh, again, that is for House District 44. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us.
13: Thanks, Kim.
1: You all have a great day. Okay. You too. And uh, Rick, peace through strength is so... I I love hearing what uh, each of our colleagues have to say about it, and they all come at it a little differently. Well,
3: and there's so many sources of strength in this world that it's important to acknowledge and recognize. Uh, uh, Jeffrey brought up a point about managing the decline, and that's not strength. That's a, a source of weakness. That's just accepting and abdicating your responsibilities. but. Okay, who's our next caller? So our next caller is one of our members from the Denver Club, and that would be Christy Whaley. And Christy, today we're talking about peace through strength. I'd love to hear what you have to say.
5: Well, good morning, everybody, and you're going to get an air full.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and hit it, Christy whoops, I think she might have hit her mute button. So, Christy, we want to hear every word. I was saying it's a no-brainer that we must have
5: a strong national defense, and that includes a kick-ass military, and a commander-in-chief that's going to deploy our troops when necessary. And, in fact, that's one of the few tasks of government. We have formidable enemies that are always probing for weakness, and boy, oh boy, do they see weakness when they look at Joe Biden. Lenin once said... You probe with bayonets. If you find mush, you push. If you find steel, you withdraw. So what do Putin, G, and the Ayatollahs see when they look at Biden? They see the debacle of Afghanistan. They see our military being taught the proper use of pronouns and critical race theory. They see our wide open borders. They see a such a nincompoop at the helm, and they're licking their chops. All the while, Biden is wringing his hands over climate change and remasking of Americans. I'm sorry about that alarm if you hear it. So, in closing,
1: I say, Heaven help us, and let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Brad, this is a, Christie's a, a perfect ex- example. Within two minutes, she pretty well covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, she
4: <laughs> set out her parameters right at the beginning and. And explained it very well. Thanks for that, Christy. And, you know, one of the things that I I see a theme that all our uh, colleagues have said today is about that one term that Anthony used is character. And character, if you go back to the origin, and I'm a big believer in the origins of words and ideas, is character means from the Greek to etch in one soul. And it's something foundational in all of us. And if you don't have character and don't have the virtues to go forward with that character, you don't have uh, an individual who can defend what's supposed to be defendable. And that's our country, that's our rights. And that's what government's purpose is, is to defend our individual rights, our property. And that's not just physical property, it's intellectual Mm -hmm. property, it's our Mm -hmm. ideas, it's the things that we talk about. And it's important that people understand that's the purpose.
1: Well, and uh, when talking about character, there's this national character. There were a lot of people that were very uncomfortable with Donald Trump because of a character issue or character flaw, if you will. However, what his character for the American people, his love for the American people, I saw of, was very high character. How would you match that up, Brad? Well,
4: I had the good opportunity to meet Mr. Trump before he was president and I was in uh, Florida, and I saw how he interacted with the people that worked for him and the people that were guests at his hotel. And it was amazing how down to earth that gentleman is. I didn't believe all the hype that was there. I was at his second uh, event at the hotel where our convention was, and he gave his, his rally. And it was red meat for those who were on the right. But there was probably more than half the audience was Hispanic of various stripes from Latin America. And outside, there was three people who were protesting. And they got all the attention, not the probably several thousand that were in the auditorium that I was at. Nobody interviewed those people, but the three people outside that said they were hateful. And that's what started from the very beginning. So there's perception and then there's reality. Mm -hmm. I look at the actions that the individual does. And people from other countries who are not Mm -hmm. born Americans have a great view of what our uh, American psyche is all about, what our American character is. And I think we have an individual who can cite that because he's American by choice.
1: Right. And so I tell you what, let's go to break. In studio with me is uh, Brad Beck, co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, and Rick Rome, who is the president of Liberty Toastmasters uh, Denver. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we have Greg Morrissey on the line. Stay tuned.
10: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. That's 3PointsFinancial.com.
11: Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M O N S O N.com.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. This next segment, we'll continue with uh, many of our Liberty Toastmasters colleagues. Our subject is peace through strength. And then remember, the last segment of this show is our call-ins. So we'll want to hear from you. And that number is 303-477-5600, 303 477 5600. Uh, Brad Beck, um, we're talking about peace through strength, and uh, who's our next guest? Well,
4: our next guest is from Liberty Toastmasters North, and as I mentioned in the bumper coming in is uh, Greg He who's an American by choice and a, a great friend. So, Greg, what do you have to say about this idea? Um,
7: I love the idea, and I see the uh, people in Colorado and people around the country right now, they're going away from the big media. And I find that very encouraging because that means people are looking for the truth. When they find the truth, you start finding the truth, you can make the correct decisions to keep this country in the place, to keep it strong and to where it should be. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to get involved into your local politics, your local city politics, your local county politics, all those people in those situations need you. If you come in there to be the representative and be the person that you need to be, I go to the meeting here at Longmont, and um, I've been there several times and talking and trying to get the points across and clarity of thought, and I've got to try a little harder here and do a little better, but I'm thinking (laughs) if we take care of our own backyard first, the big backyard, the USA, will be taken care of, and you get that representative. I disagree with the uh, government we have in play right now. The... uh, USA has looked as a weak character. That's why Russia's doing what it's doing. That's got to change.
1: And, Greg, I think you're right. I think there is a great awakening instead of a great awakening. Uh, but what's causing the awakening is the awakening. Does that make sense? Yes, it <laughs>
5: does. So.
1: Uh, but people are paying attention. I think that we've realized that we've taken this great uh, country for granted. And, uh, we're, I mean, it's... It's we're kind of in a danger zone right now, but people are paying attention. And uh, when we talk about local government, it is important to be engaged. And I know that uh, uh, Longmont—it's important to keep an eye there on what's happening in the local government in my town as well. Each of us needs to show up. And so, Greg Morrissey, thank you so much.
7: You're very welcome. Have a great day.
1: Okay, you too. And Rick Rome, uh, who's our next guest?
3: So our next guest is is a personal favorite of mine. She was actually the president of the club when I first got involved in Toastmasters and has served as an inspiration for me when I was knocking at the knees on the stage. (laughs) Lisa Carnahan. Lisa, what do you have to say about Peace Through Strength?
14: Well, thank you for that great introduction, Rick. And so nice to be with my fellow Liberty Toastmasters. I'd like to share... I know we're all going to be shocked at a quote from Ayn Rand. <laughs> laissez fair capitalism is the only social system based on the recognition of individual rights and therefore the only system that bans force from social relationships. By the nature of its basic principles and interests, it is the only system fundamentally opposed to war. Now, I do want to say that Ayn Rand was not opposed to Having a strong defense and having boundaries, and and that that we are a nation that supports individual rights. She wasn't wasn't opposed to war, but the focus in life should be on having a really happy, wonderful, productive life where you won't have war because everybody's being productive and wonderful and enjoying their lives. And I think we're a nation of great people, great resources. And our strengths are the things that we want to do to trade with each other a lot of people look at capitalism and it's this really complicated concept but it's really just a way of having mutual trade to mutual advantage so that if i have if i have a good or a service i can go out in the world and trade that good good and service goods or services with other people so i think the focus should be on Having that freedom and not being inhibited by the regulations in government, so that we can, so we can flourish and be happy and and trade all of the wonderful things that we have to offer with all the other people.
1: Lisa, uh, capitalism has gotten a bad rap with uh, our government-run schools and the uh, kind of the indoctrination, but capitalism is trading value for value. And Brad alluded it, to it earlier in the, sh- the show that ideally when we're talking about Disney is we should all be treated the same, equally, under the law. Par- there should be no partiality. And so when you talk about capitalism and On Rand, um, this trading value for value is one of the great things about the American idea, Lisa. Your final thought?
14: Yes, I agree. The- trading value for value is really the simplicity of capitalism and it's what when when people are left in that place where they're trading and they're unencumbered and unhindered that will lead to the greatest amount of happiness between people and they won't want to they will not need to fight
1: and go to war over things or they won't have the tyranny of government lisa carnahan thank you so much okay And uh, Brad, who's our next guest?
4: Well, he's a personal favorite of mine, and uh, he's the Vice President of Education at Liberty Toastmasters North. He's done a lot to grow our club up there. And he's actually uh, jumping into the water in uh, a race that I hope he has a chance to talk about, but it's Marshall Dawson. Marshall, what are your thoughts about peace through strength? Hi, good morning, Brad. Good morning, Kim. You know, some of the most wise things that
15: I I know of now I learned as a, as a teenager, right? when I was in Boy Scouts, we learned to be prepared because you can't always predict the challenges that are come, going to come your way. And so what we do is we, we would acquire skills, we would collect tools, hopefully gain some wisdom and a mindset. And this served me well as an athlete when I was a little bit older, too. An you know, athlete prepares, they do speed training, maybe strength training, recovery, and, and a mindset for how to, how to be present in the game when, when that comes up. When I think about peace through strength, it frankly sounds a little aggressive for my taste. There's a a Latin phrase, series pacum parabellum, which is if you want peace, prepare for war. For me, that that really kind of embodies this whole skills and the the tools and the mindset um, preparation a little bit better. If I think about strength, you, you want to be able to quickly solve any challenge that pops up. So, you know, an invader that that comes in or an attacker, you want to be able to, to take care of that quickly. But strength is also about the appearance that you project and the way that people see you. But we really have to be careful. It's not peace through exerting your strength. You know, we have all these shiny planes and big ships and, and, and weapons. If we're not careful, we're going to have a propensity to use them. And what we've seen with the Biden administration so far is is really frightening i mean we don't need to say that afghanistan was kind of the epitome of not exerting strength or or appearing strong one thing that really frightens me is the executive can lay the conditions that will cause a subsequent war i mean it felt like the president kept dropping hints that he he wanted to send troops to ukraine or you know maybe set up no-fly zones i mean really are, are you going to shoot down a russian plane And cause World War III for the nuclear power. We we have to be careful about the language like this. And finally, our founders were extremely wise to entrust Congress with the sole power to declare war because it's Congress that is answerable to the American people. And Americans have a pretty good sense of when it's time to stand up and defend ourselves or when it's time to take the fight overseas to an enemy. And, you know, let's be honest, American people don't have these weapons suppliers whispering in our ears. On the contrary, Americans are on the hook to fund those contractors in the event of war. So presidents, and presidents of both parties, need to come to Congress and make the case, not just for committing America's strengths, but also our our blood and treasure. These these are deep questions and need to be debated by the representatives of the people.
1: Well, and Marshall Dawson, you think about these big questions, and... Uh, you you feel a calling. You've stepped up to a calling right now. What's going on in your life?
15: I have. Uh, you can find out more at DawsonForCongress.com. dot com. That's Dawson spelled D A W S O N. Congress spelled just like Congress. <laughs> Congress com. And yeah, I'm I'm running in Congressional District Two, which is Boulder. It's parts of Weld. It's most of Larimer County, Jackson County, Route Grand, Gilpin. Let's see, Clear Creek, Summit, most of Eagle, and a little bit of Jefferson. So I look forward to meeting lots of, lots of your listeners out on the campaign trail, Kim.
1: Uh, that's a rather large, uh, <laughs> a large district, Marshall. And again, what is that website so that people can help you?
15: It's DawsonForCongress.com. And I do have a donation page up, a little bit of information there, but we will be rounding that out with, with more platform and more biographical information, hopefully within the next week or so.
1: Well, thank you for stepping forward to to run. And this is a year that I think people are paying attention and they're realizing that we need people that represent us, uh, we the people, instead of uh, people that have been elected that have uh, certain ideologies. So, Marshall Dawson, thank you so much.
15: Thanks, Kim. I couldn't agree more.
1: Okay. Brad Beckett it is pretty amazing what has happened with this little idea that you had and others regarding Liberty Toastmasters. I mean, here's two of our, our fellow members that have the calling to step forward and represent the people. And I, and they're not the only two, but uh, it's great to have them on today. It is, and it's wonderful to
4: hear their passion, uh, to hear and understand their character, to get to know them as individuals. But more importantly, they've gone through the process of thinking about these big ideas and distilling them down to the average person in a conversation can understand them. And I I honor that. I think it's a great skill set that more people need. When I sit down with somebody who's new and they're coming into the club and they see everybody else getting up and speaking and they're like intimidated, they don't know that we all started where they Mm -hmm. are coming in. Mm -hmm. And so when they come in a little bit frightened, a little bit intimidated, and we sit down and say, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Why are you here? Why are you here as opposed to another type of community club? And you listen and you ask questions. And the next thing you know, you encourage them to take a role like timer or grammarian, mm-hmm. which are active listening roles. And they get a little more involved, and they stand up and do their icebreaker. And at the end of four to six minutes, they can breathe again, mm-hmm. and they sigh of relief. And it's, you know, a lot of times we give them standing ovations. Mm-hmm. We do it to honor them for the effort of trying and then improving and asking questions. How do I do this better? And everything we do gets evaluated in the speech. Everything gets comments. Everything gets the grammarian talks about the language and the fillers. And it's not to be perfect. It's just to get better every time for yourself. You're not competing against others. You're competing against yourself. Mm And trying to get to the point where you feel comfortable, just like a regular conversation with two people at coffee looking across the table. And I'm always amused when people say, I'm afraid of speaking. I'm like, well, if you're sitting down for a cup of coffee, are you afraid of me? (laughs) And usually say no. And I say, well, what's the difference when standing? Well, people are looking at me. And I often remind them I'm having coffee and I'm looking at you.
1: (laughs) Well, and Rick Rome, you're president of uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver, and how can people first of all find us?
3: So go to Toastmasters International or, or Google Liberty Toastmasters Denver, Liberty Toastmasters North. It'll take you to find a club site, look for Longmont, look for Independence Institute. Uh, You'll find us on the site, Liberty Toastmasters Denver, Liberty Toastmasters North.
1: And we're going to be going to break here in just a moment and taking call-ins and want to hear what you all have to say. That number is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We've covered a lot during the show. How would you button this up before we go into the next segment, Rick Rome?
3: So, Kim, there's a couple of phrases that come to mind. One nation under God and blessings of liberty. And that really is the source of our greatest strength because we are a nation that's blessed by God. And when we use that, that state of grace that touches our character and inspires us and motivates us, that's where we find our greatest strength to preserve the peace and do the things that we need to be doing as a people to, to service each other.
1: Well, the divine provider, there's, uh, I think uh, God is referred to four times in the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. but in different ways, the divine provider and and. divine um, I don't have them all right. I have my de- declaration over here. Uh, I think, in a way, we've we've um, kind of lost our way as a country, and we're seeing we're seeing what happens when that happens. But I think that there is this great awakening, this big gut check on who we are, Rick.
3: Well, and that's the beautiful thing about faith throughout the histories of the ages is it's been you know God's been a forgiving God and He's been an accepting God and. We find forgiveness in our hearts for each other, for ourselves. And that's how we heal. And that's how we come together and bring that strength back that is uh, the hallmark of a great nation.
1: Well, and Rick, we've got just about a minute left before we go to break. Sure. COVID and the reaction to COVID, uh, the Wuhan China virus. Uh it, it Very difficult, and it's really put us in a very difficult situation, but it also was a blessing because I had always wondered what how we were going to get this education thing turned around with these government-run schools. Well, when parents have realized what their kids were being taught, they've said, wait a minute. And so there's been some real blessings with that as well, and I think people are reassessing and reawakening to uh, our country and also our, our focus on the, the divine provider.
3: Well, and I think that the COVID issues that we're starting to see come to light are more systemic in nature. I mean, I've, I, as I was telling you before the show, I recently spent a little time in the hospital with, with a uh, relative of mine, and we're seeing that by denying access to their families, the machine takes over because the machine does what it always does. You no longer have that advocate in a hospital to, to present on their behalf. In the school systems, the parents are the advocates for the children. And when we have uh, Merrick Garland declaring declaring, uh, parents as terrorists, that takes away that advocacy for the weakest among us. That's the consequence of what we're seeing come out of this COVID process. And I think that that with that awareness, we have a chance to take it
1: back. I, I do, too. So let's go to break. When we come back, I uh, want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. Brad Beck, co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, is in studio, as well as Rick Rome, and he is the president of Liberty, Denver, Liberty Toastmasters Denver. And we want to hear what you have to say. If you have questions for either Brad or Rick, I'll put you on the spot. So we'll be right back.
9: Medical freedom and personal choice are both sacred to comprehensive, patient-first health care. At Roots Medical, our providers honor those rights diligently in every appointment. Located in Denver Tech Center, Roots Medical is a functional primary care clinic with specialties in hormones, thyroid, gut health, detox, and COVID recovery. Establishing care with us is just a text message away, 303-569-6794. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. Roots Medical is a proud member of Colorado Health Care Providers for Freedom.
7: All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our web- website. That's KimMunson.com and uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get first look at our most recent S- uh, upcoming essays and uh, podcasts. And you can email me at kim at com as well. And uh, on the line with me is Yvonne in Fort Collins. Yvonne, I am so glad that you called. When I was getting ready for the show, I thought, I hope that you call and here you are.
14: Thank you. Well, we are so excited to have you up in Loveland tonight with, along with Dr. Jill Vecchio. Um, for a great talk, which is a joint venture between your topics and tapas and our Perspectives 101. So um, you can probably announce it better than I can, but I just want you to know that we are so excited to have you tonight um, with an event that starts at, uh, doors open at 5.30 and the event starts at 5.45. And that's at Message of Life Ministries in Loveland.
1: Okay. Yvonne, you and Solomon Martinez have done such great work with Perspectives 101. And I, I think I almost have the uh, email uh, um, memorized, but not quite. Is it Perspectives101info at gmail? It, yes, it's, it's Perspectives101.info at
14: gmail.com.
1: Okay, so if people want more Correct. information, they can do uh, get that. But, yes, Dr. Jill Vecchio and I are taking a road trip up to Loveland this evening. And the uh, door's open at 530, and that, that's at Message of Life. Uh, they're in Loveland, Ministry. correct? Ministries, okay. Correct. And uh, yes, all of a sudden this came together very quickly. Uh, Jill and I were planning on going up to Windsor and then there was a venue change and then you and Laurie got connected and I think Kane's involved and so it could be a rather large group tonight, Yvonne. Oh, well, yeah, we're definitely expecting a, a nice crowd for you tonight. Okay, well thank you for the great work that you're doing and we'll see you tonight. That's right. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a bye. good night. Okay. And uh, again, give us a call 303 477 5600. 303 477 5600. And I, while we're waiting for calls here, uh, I find it so interesting, Rick Rome. Uh, this is from the Free Beacon. That Fauci says that courts should stay out of CDC's way on mask mandates. Uh, Can you believe he wants to still have us all masked up?
3: Uh, I can believe that of Fauci. That's part of his signature trademark. This is the same guy who was pushing AIDS vaccines back in the 80s, and it was a dismal failure then. Um, He has a longstanding history in government of not knowing the right thing to do, and it's all about power. Anthony Fauci
4: at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Brad?
4: Well, what's interesting is that all these regulatory agencies, this alphabet soup of different organizations that are created, make laws, and they shouldn't be making laws. That's the legislature's job. And when they abdicate their responsibilities, they're doing what, in my mind, are criminal acts because they're not doing their fiduciary duty. And so the question comes up is, why not take the responsibility? If you're going to be an elected official, if you're going to be a representative, if you're going to take the time to be in either a legislature or in Congress, lead. Don't say to another agency, this is your responsibility because I don't know anything about it. Find out about an issue, inform yourself, and then go on to make a decision through rigorous debate with your colleagues. That's the purpose of our legislative Mm -hmm. bodies, and they don't do it. Take the advisement of these different regulatory agencies because they do have expertise, but they should not be making our laws.
1: Right. And uh, give us a call 303-477-5600 303-477-5600 That reminds me of an experience that I had with uh, when I was on City Council regarding Hooters Restaurants. And before I tell you about that, I also want to mention another great sponsor of the show, and that's Kirsch Insurance Group. They're experts in the Medicare arena. And government's involved in Medicare, so that means it's complicated and it's really great to have somebody on your side of the table. And Kirsch Insurance Group is the people to have on your side of the table. And so Marlon, Naomi, Danielle, all of them over at Kirsch Insurance Group can help you out. That website is ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com, ikirsch.com. Rick Rome, when I was on city council, and this kind of goes to what Brad was saying about elected representatives, will work to abdicate the difficult decisions off to these regulatory agencies so that they can get reelected. And Hooters Restaurants is a great Mm -hmm. sponsor of the show. And they became friends because when I was on city council, uh, one of our our duties as city council members was to approve liquor licenses. Uh, And um, so uh, Hooters Restaurants wanted to come into the city. And there had been a TGI Fridays that had closed, and they wanted to take over that location. A liquor license had been issued there. It was uh, zoned for a restaurant. It was a no-brainer to actually uh, just approve that. Um, But it was primarily feminists uh, that uh, decided that they wanted to um, try to prevent them from getting getting that uh, liquor license, prevent them from doing business. And I feel legitimate businesses have a right to compete and people will decide whether or not they want to go to that restaurant or not. And uh, so I made the motion to approve the liquor license. It was not seconded by anybody else on the council. So it died that evening. And, um, and, uh, so anyway, we go through the process. The city attorney brings us in, says, you do not have a leg to stand on. This needs to be approved. Mm-hmm. So two weeks later, um, The motion was made, um, and since we knew we had to do it, somebody else made the motion, somebody else seconded it. It was unanimous to approve the liquor license. But after that, staff said, perhaps we should, uh, and um, some of the elected said, maybe we should have a board that would approve this instead of city council, because they didn't want to have the heat on that. So what's your thoughts on that, Rick?
3: You know, Kim, I actually presented to you while you were on city council on another project and i understand the frustration that you had with that council and it's councils up and down the front range it's every small community that you're dealing with and we've forgotten about the proper role of government so while you're talking about liquor licenses i'm talking about things like paint colors to city council members it makes absolutely no sense um it's it's there are things that government should be doing and in the idea of the common interest and it it doesn't have to necessarily do with an, the nanny state or making every decision on behalf of someone who's going to scream mm-hmm, at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, city councils should not be the arbiters of neighborhood disputes. And that's what I find consistently happening because somebody yells at a city council member who happens to be their friend, all of a sudden there's a new regulation that they're pushing. In, in an open council meeting, that people aren't going to or paying attention to Mm -hmm. because they don't understand the importance of that role. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and Brad Beck, uh, I think by design, they've made it more difficult for the public to engage. Uh, And I need to engage more. I kind of stepped back. And I had taken a look at um, City Council Day, and I'd gone to a City Council meeting, and it was just rubber stamp. I realized that they were doing all the work in the study sessions. And then I saw that there was a strategic session. It makes it difficult for everyday people to engage. And up until just recently, through COVID, they did online meetings, but they didn't record I- any of the meetings or um, uh, I think they were maybe stream- streaming them live. Maybe they weren't. I can't remember. But anyway, they've, by design, I think, made it more difficult for people to engage.
4: Yes. And one of the things that I think most people don't get involved in until it affects them directly is the fiefdom of an HOA, and I live in a covenant community, and I choose to live there simply because I like the idea of a group of people who live in a community, and it's pretty much taken care of. You know, you don't have to worry about the, the diversity of people's ideas on how to take care of their homes, the nice lawns, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I choose that, And so I have been involved in the HOA, which is a form of government. I've been involved in my local town politics. And like you and Rick, I have spoken many times at the various town council meetings when something came up. And especially watching it on TV and going, oh, man, i got to put my pants on and go down there and Mm -hmm. give my two minutes of opinion. (laughs) And what's frustrating is people think they have this power to decide. No, they have the power to listen. And they should be listening to a diversity of ideas and then do what they're supposed to be doing, which is to protect the rights of the citizens of their community, not to give them things. And that constantly happens. People in lower... Uh, municipalities, when I say lower, instead of state government, Mm -hmm. but in the local areas, they're there to protect people's property Mm -hmm. and their rights, not to Mm -hmm. provide Mm -hmm. rec centers, not to provide all these goodies of recreation. That's not their role. Their role is to protect the rights of those people who live in those communities. And if we start pushing back on what their role is, first ask them, have you read the city charter or the town charter? Mm -hmm. Have you read the state constitution? 99% of them have never. So they don't even know what the role is. They want to help people, they say. And that scares the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. I don't need help.
1: (laughs) Ronald Reagan said, uh, what's the most dangerous words that we've heard is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Mm -hmm. We've got a minute left. Rick Rome, it's great having both of you here. How do you want to button this up?
3: Well, I want to retort Brad a little bit for living in an HOA community. I, I'm the guy that paints his house orange just to see what the neighbors say.
1: You should look at my neighborhood. We,
3: we let that happen. <laughs> There's a lot of things that, we can, that we've talked about today and covered a, an awful lot of ground. And all of it is stemming from that idea of character. All of it stems from that same idea of, of preserving the peace and, and conserving conservative values, conserving those things that make this nation great and make us great as a people.
1: Well, it's and we did cover a lot of ground, and uh, in fact, my brain is uh, is rather full right now. But thank you to you, Rick Rome, for being in studio. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Kim. It's always a joy. And Brad Beck, thanks so much for being in studio. Thank
4: you, Kim. It's been fun. Very uh, fun.
1: Okay, our quote for the end of the show is from Joseph Story. It says republics are created by the virtue public spirit. And intelligence of the citizens. They fall when the wise are banished from the public councils because they dare to be honest, and the profligate are rewarded because they flatter the people in order to betray them. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.
0: I don't want no one
5: to cry, but tell them if I don't serve